Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecan Podcast. Hey, PCOM, it's Pastor Courtney here with our summer PCOM podcast series on prayer. Last week was our intro episode, and this week we are going to talk about a very simple task that can make a really big difference. So I need to give credit where credit is due. This task of prayer comes to us from the book 12 Tiny Things written by Ellie Rocher and Heidi Barr. It is about ways to simplify your life. And we are not talking about Christian minimalism today, but I just love this idea so much. And I think it speaks to a really simple way we can invest in our lives of prayer. So the suggestion from their book is this. Look up. That's it. That's it. Tiny little way to add in some joy and light and life to your day. How does that dovetail with our understanding of prayer? Well, when we look up, we begin to notice God at work. We see the faces of those who are around us. We see the nature that is outside. We notice the weather. We look up from our computer screens, our tablets, our phones. And we notice looking up is the first step into practicing the presence of God, tuning into God who is all around us at work continually. Look up. Psalm 121, the psalmist writes, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? And the psalmist is actually framing the idea that our help does not come from the hills. When the psalmist was penning these words, there were temples to foreign gods called high places on many of the hills around Jerusalem. Where does my help come from? It does not come from these foreign pagan gods up on these hilltops. My help comes from the Lord. I always imagine the psalmist in writing this poem looking up to the hills and seeing the high places and then looking up to the heavens and thinking, no, no, there's a place that is higher still where God comes from. Let us lift up our eyes. Let us lift up our gaze past the hills and into the heavens. I've shared this on the podcast before, but one of my pandemic hobbies that I think is going to stick is getting into bird identification, looking up into the trees, looking up onto the roofs. I feel like I know our neighborhood birds in like an intimate, connected way now. I know how many vultures sit in the tree across the road, 28 in case you're curious. Also, a group of vultures sitting in a tree is called a committee. And a group of vultures sitting on the ground is known as a wake. Fascinating. Um, 
but I've gotten into birding and I write a little column every couple of weeks for Fathom Mag. I've mentioned Fathom here before. It's a free online Christian resource with essays and poetry and a few regular columnists. Eric Danielson, who shared a poem with us last week, writes regularly for Fathom. He has a column called The Discontent, which is really lovely, reflections on art and faith. But I wrote this column about my new habit and how it was teaching me to pray. So I'm going to share that with you today. This is from The Lift from April 8th, and the title is A Bird from the Lord. I will link to it in the show notes, and I'm going to read it for you today. My friend Paul Wallace bird watches as a spiritual practice, a way to commune with God through an inner stilling, a cultivation of awareness and peace. Went down to the water and awaited a bird from the Lord, he wrote, received five yellow-rumped warblers, four turkey vultures, three yellow-bellied sapsuckers, two hooded mergansers, one blue-headed vireo, zero dogs off-leash. The Lord is good. Paul, one of the best Twitter followers out there if you enjoy physics, faith, or birds, posted a picture of a song sparrow with its tiny beak open in song. The image stopped me in my tracks. The weather was gnarly, sleet sleet flung from the sky, but still the little bird sang. This brown speckled bird, smaller than the palm of my hand, singing in the freezing rain, captured me. That's it, I told a friend. That's faith. Early in marriage, my husband and I noted how helpful it was that we tended to take turns having crises. I interviewed for jobs. He applied to PhD programs. We moved for his academic work and again for my first pastoral call. I got sick and then recovered. Then it was his turn. When disaster strikes surgically, individually, we can support one another. If the tornado hits your town, I can help you dig it out. But what about when everyone is suffering? I don't remember a more difficult year than the last one. So many of us are already walking around bowed low. At moments, even the thought of picking up another's burdens to help carry them can feel excruciating. Everything already aches. And then there is the sparrow singing into the wind. I'm a bookish Presbyterian. Is there any other kind? Steeped in words. Learning biblical Greek and Hebrew was required for my ordination, as were essay exams and a deep knowledge of scripture. My ilk tends to preach lengthy sermons and pray loquaciously. We have things to say. Many, many, many things. Verbosity can be good in small doses. An educated clergy has its benefits, and they extend beyond thoughtfully engaging the minds in the pews. Mainline pastors have led the way in helping their congregations embrace the science around COVID-19, pivoting to digital services, and encouraging parishioners to get vaccinated for both their own health and the common good. But words alone can't save us. And erudition has its own pitfalls— Decades ago, my denomination's higher-ups made the decision to stop covering vision insurance because, quote, all our ministers wear glasses. Too much reliance on the text can lose the soul of the matter. Our faith is one of emotion, too. A faith of passion. 
wonder, mystery, the wild wind of the Holy Spirit can't be contained within bookbindings. Looking to expand my gaze beyond the page, I stumbled upon Paul's Twitter and his repeated treks into nature, his prayers to receive a bird from the Lord. Birds fly where they will. Their presence is a gift unearned. Yet birding teaches us to seek, to wait, to be expectant, observant, quiet. Go anywhere in nature and with a little patience and silence, birds will make themselves known. All we have to do is stay present. Isn't that the heart of all spiritual practice? We can kneel and read and fast and pray, but the real essence is the expectant waiting, the anticipation as we sit still, eyes scanning the trees for a flutter of grace, where the Holy Spirit broods, as Gerard Manley Hopkins wrote, with ah, bright wings. Too often, I think I want a transactional spirituality to receive a return on my prayerful investment. I want pat answers, like Eustace Scrubs Beatles dead and pinned to a card. What does it mean, I wonder, eager to strip knowledge from awe, to parse it from the text so that I may own it, control it, and use it as I will? But a living word, like a bird, will not stay tombed. It bursts out in explosions of thunderous, flapping wings. It is the quiet, mournful song of a dove outside the window of the newly widowed, the skeptical gaze of a seagull hoping for generosity, the witnessing Phoebe on the the back fence, who heard the whole argument and knows just how petulant I can be. A living word rises from the dead, proclaiming a new reality, resting on the impossible, making all things new, even we Presbyterians. When my mind races and my patience grows thin, I've begun taking a page from Paul's book, finding a moment to sit, out, to sit outdoors, breathe deeply, and still my soul. Each time, the Lord has sent me a bird. Thanks be to God. How can you look up this week? And what might you see if you do? That is the prayer invitation for this week. We're starting small and simple. I love that about Ellie Rocher and Heidi Barr's book, 12 Tiny Things, because each of the things they talk about is so small, it, it costs nothing, um, but really does make a wonderful outsized difference. So I want to hear from you. Will you write or call? You can reach me at Courtney.ellis at mypcom.com, or you can call the main church line and they'll transfer you over my extensions 118. Um, but I would love to hear about your prayer practices. What did you see this week when you looked up? What did you notice? Maybe you are a birder, like my friend Paul, and you notice a yellow rumped warbler. Do we have those by us? I don't know. Um, We have a pair of house finches in our backyard that we are just delighting in right now because they they have all sorts of personality, and we think they have a nest somewhere, but we haven't found it yet. What do you see when you look up? What is the weather doing? Are there clouds? Who do you see? What do you notice when you look up? from the work that is before you. And as we look up and begin to notice that noticing is in itself a type of prayer, 
that snaps us into the present where we are present with the Lord. We are not living in the past with its regrets and complications. We are not living in the future with its hopes and its worries, but we are living right now in this moment, which is where God is found right here with us in this present moment. So once more from Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, maker of heaven, creator of the earth. Oh, how I need you, Lord. You are my only hope. You are my only prayer. So I will wait for you to come and rescue me, to come and give me life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are short and sweet this week because it is a short and sweet practice of prayer, but I would love to hear how it works for you, and I would love to hear about anything else that's going on in your life. How can I pray for you? What is God teaching you? What are you looking forward to this summer? Write or call and tell me all about it. Um, And I love when I run into some of you on the patio on a Sunday morning that you tell me you've been listening to the podcast. Um, I love connecting with each and every one of you. And this podcast has been such a wonderful way to do that when we've all been geographically separated um, due to all all the COVID protocol. So happy summer. We're entering the first days of summer next week. And as we enter them, will you look up and let me know what you see? For lifting our eyes is a practice of prayer. I'll be with you again next week as we continue our prayer series. And until then, take care, be well, and God bless. Mm -hmm.